May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. All of our readings today involve waiting, because this is a day when we're waiting. This is the seventh Sunday of Easter. It falls in this weird time. Thursday was the ascension. Jesus ascended to heaven and left the disciples back here on earth, and it's not until next Sunday, you got to come back next Sunday for Pentecost. It's what Jesus told the disciples would happen. He said, I'm going away, but I'm going to send you a helper. I'm going to send you the Spirit. But we have these days where we're waiting. Paul, in our first reading, was in prison, waiting. There was an earthquake. Everyone was let free, but they stayed there. And they waited. In our second reading, John, in his revelation, is waiting. Come, Lord Jesus. And our gospel is set in this moment. We're back in the part of the story where Jesus is preparing his disciples for his death. We're back in the upper room. We're back on that last night in the final hours of Jesus' life. And they're waiting. You know, if it was me, I'd probably like, we know the disciples don't get it, so this is Jesus' last chance to tell them, guys, here's what's going to happen, here's what you need to do, here's how you're going to go out into the All of this, like if I was Jesus, I would leave them with a 10-step plan of how everything's going to be set up. <laughs> that would have made my job a lot easier. Come, Lord Jesus. But Jesus doesn't do that. Jesus knows that the disciples are going to be waiting next to an empty tomb. Jesus knows that his disciples are going to be waiting in an upper room. Jesus knows his disciples are going to be waiting. Jesus knows that we're going to be waiting. Because we live in a moment where we're waiting. We waited 17 minutes today for our procession. And that's just going back to 2012. 420 names. The first name's actually from 1999. That's Wedgwood, Wedgwood Baptist Church. We're probably the only church. Churches around the country prayed that this morning. I, I'm the rector, I get to do these things. I added in Wedgwood because 23 years ago, that's when my friends died. That's when the people I did ministry with died. How long, O oh Lord? Come, Lord Jesus. We live in a moment where we're waiting. My practice every time I preach on a Sunday is I look back at what I preached three years ago, six years ago, right? I don't want to reuse stuff. Well, y'all are new relatively for this cycle, so I can use my good stuff. But three years from now. But Easter 7, 2019... This Sunday, with this reading, I went back and looked at my notes. And what I found was that it was a couple days after page five. Because in my sermon, in our prayers that day, I talked about 13 dead at a municipal building in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Come, Lord Jesus. As we prayed for these souls, 
I'm sure many of you remembered where you were on these days. Many of you remembered hearing that news. Many of you remembered hugging your kids tight. Many of you remembered waiting. Because we are in a season of waiting. Waiting for news to come about loved ones. Waiting for healing to happen in our loved ones. Waiting in these moments between the dreaming and the coming true. Waiting in these moments between the hope and the reality. Waiting in these moments between earth and heaven. Waiting in these moments between brokenness and wholeness. I didn't cut myself this time, don't worry. If you haven't been here in a couple weeks, this... Last time I did this, it required a trip to the urgent care. This is what life feels like all too often. This is what life feels like today. This is what life feels like for families whose kids didn't come home. This is what life feels like for families whose soldiers didn't come home that we'll pray for today. This is what life feels like, shattered and broken in a million pieces. And so we lament, we mourn, we grieve, we cry, we yell. If you're mad at anybody, if you're mad at God, you're in good company. Like one-third of the Psalms is David and the psalmist yelling at God, How long, O Lord? because we're waiting in these moments. But we don't grieve as the world grieves. We don't grieve as a people who don't have hope, because we know this is the true story. We know that God takes the brokenness of our lives, God takes the pain and the sorrow and the death and transforms it. We know that the dream comes true. We know that the hope is real, even when we don't feel it. And so we don't grieve as the world grieves. But what do we do in the waiting? What do we do in those moments between the chipped and cracked and broken pieces and the wholeness, and the healing, and the beauty that's to come. We do what Jesus did. Jesus knew that his disciples were going to be hurting, and broken, and waiting. And so Jesus prayed. Jesus prayed for his disciples, which means Jesus prayed for us. And so we're going to pray right now. In your mind, think of those people whom it's hard to love right now. Pray for them. Pray that they will know God's love.
pray for yourselves. That you can know God's love. Pray for the world that it will know God's love. Because when we pray for the world to know God's love, when we pray for those it's hard to love to know God's love, when we pray for ourselves to know God's love, we transform the waiting. Even in the midst of our brokenness, even while we wait for the healing and wholeness, we transform our brokenness through Christ. Our chipped and cracked and broken pieces come together in prayer and we're transformed. Something else we're going to start doing here at St. Martin's is praying for our schools. You know, we have the Anglican cycle of prayer where we pray for churches all around the world. We have the diocesan cycle of prayer where we pray for churches. That list is about to get a lot longer. We're also going to start our school cycle of prayer. Maybe you saw the sign-up list in the back. I want you to go put down schools that are connected to you. Maybe it's schools you attend. Maybe it's schools your kids attend, grandkids, people you love. Maybe it's schools you work at. We've already got on the list every school in Keller ISD, every school in Southlake ISD, every school in Hillsborough ISD. Those schools already connected to our parish by geography, we're going to pray for those. But I also want us to pray every week for those schools connected to us through love, through our lives. And so we'll figure out how many it is. Currently it's like 70 or 80. I'm sure that list will grow and we'll divide it up. And so once a year, every school connected to us will be prayed for during our prayers of the people. Because that's one way we can help transform our waiting is through prayer. So we'll have it all fancy and in the prayers of the people starting next week, but we don't have to wait to pray. We can pray right now. So right now, out loud, let us name before God those schools close to us. Holy Cross, Spring Creek, Pecan Trail, Wellborn, Northridge, ESD, Hillcrest, TSTC, Rice, Eastern Illinois. O eternal God, bless all schools, colleges, and universities that they may be lively centers for sound learning, new discovery, and the pursuit of wisdom, and grant that those who teach and those who learn may find you to be the source of all truth through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. This has been a hard week for many. This weekend, Memorial Day, is a hard weekend for many. This service has been hard for many because we lament 
And that's good. To cry and to remember and to hurt. But we don't do that as the world does that. Because even in the waiting, even in this moment between the ascension when Jesus rose or ascended to heaven and Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came down, even in this waiting, today is the seventh Sunday of Easter. We're still in Easter. It is still Easter. So even in the midst of our grief, even in the midst of our pain and our sorrow, it is still Easter. So we prayed for souls at the beginning of this service. But we're making a turn now, and we're going to gather for the Eucharist. Right? And as Paul tells us, every time we gather for the Eucharist, we proclaim Christ's death and resurrection until he comes again. The act of doing that is an act of defiance. As we gather for the Eucharist, we tell the world that the world will not win. And when we walk out, we're going to sing, All hail the power of Jesus' name. Even in the midst of heartache, even in the midst of pain and suffering, all hail the power of Jesus' name. And so I'm not in a place really that I can find words of hope for my sermon, so I'm going to borrow plagiarism borrowing. This is the Easter homily of St. John Chrysostom. Maybe you've heard it. Chrysostom was a fourth century priest. His nickname was the Golden Tongue, so he's like way up there as far as preachers go. His Easter homily is probably preached more than any other sermon. There's churches around the world that still pray this every year, still read it every year. It's probably the most concise and beautiful and powerful message of the resurrection there is. And so I'm going to end the sermon, and then we'll have a little bit of time to reflect with how he concludes. Because in his words that we'll hear, we're proclaiming Christ's death and resurrection until he comes again. We're telling the world that the world will not win. This is the closing of Chrysostom's sermon. Hell was in an uproar because it was done away with. Hell was in an uproar because it was mocked. Hell was in an uproar because it was destroyed. Hell is in an uproar because it is annihilated. Hell is in an uproar because it is made captive. Hell took a body and found God. Hell took earth and found heaven. Hell took what it saw and was overcome and defeated by what it could not see. O death, where is thy sting? O hell, where is thy victory? Christ is risen, and you, O death, are annihilated. Christ is risen, and the evil one is cast down. Christ is risen, and angels rejoice. Christ is risen, and life is liberated. Christ is risen, and so the tomb is emptied of its dead. Christ is risen and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. To him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen.